0: Hello, and welcome to Memorial Hall Library's Shelf Help Podcast. My name is Justin Termini.
1: I'm a reference librarian here. This is Jesse Light. I'm also a reference librarian.
0: And today we're going to talk about music, about the library's uh, music collection, mostly the CD collection, but then also any kind of sort of music-based things that we do offer here at the library. Um, and we're talking with Jesse today because Jesse is the person who selects the music
1: collection the majority not the classical stuff but pretty much everything else mm-hmm. um we leave classical opera or someone else but i got all the popular and jazz and blues and world music and stuff and uh i've been doing this uh, buying the cds for about seven years now and mm-hmm. it's awesome i love it um you know i'm passionate about music myself and uh buying music is fun and i there's you know, number way of ways that uh, I choose things—not just you know, obviously not just what I like—but mm-hmm. um, there's so many great music resources out there, mm-hmm. um, not just for librarians for anybody, you know, to see what new releases and what's coming out. Do you have a sense of like how
0: many CDs we have in the collection? Uh,
1: I did at one point a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did had written this down over ten thousand, from over what 10, I can 000. tell. Wow. Um, that number would maybe well because. Sure, we add a lot, but we also weed out older, Mm -hmm. damaged, or unpopular things as well. So many thousand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe say that. So uh, to sort of go on a little tangent from there, like, in terms of people who maybe don't understand the fact that, like, the collection is like a living, breathing collection, constantly getting, constantly getting new stuff. Mm -hmm. And therefore, because of space limitations, we do need to weed, unfortunately. um, Maybe talk a little bit about that in terms of, like, do you have a sense of, like, how
1: many new CDs... Like, is it a week? Do we get new ones every week? We, uh, I order about a month, a month's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we order most of our CDs from a big library vendor where libraries get their books and other things too, um, called Baker and Taylor. I think it's been around for at least 40 years, probably a mm-hmm. hundred, maybe a hundred years. Sure. I don't know. Um, but they, they have a great collection um, of CDs and I'm always looking to see, they have new things that are coming up and I, I make a cart. I put stuff in a cart and I narrow it down and research and read and mm-hmm. um, read reviews and pick stuff that I think would be good for our collection. Um, we, yeah, but, so I roughly about 30 a month is, is how many. 30 series a month, so right. if I order, you know, if I order for, for order for May, we get a few each week. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because CDs come out on Friday, They come out on Fridays, right? yeah. Okay. Right. yeah. And you'll sort of get a sense of like, oh, like next, like in May, these are the CDs coming out, mm-hmm. and
1: then they'll sort of just trickle in. As exactly. Yeah. One of the great resources to see upcoming items. I don't think they do reviews necessarily, but it's called Metacritic.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, do they do movies too? They do movies. Okay. They do like
0: video games.
1: They. Okay. I don't know if they do books or not. Um, okay.
0: But definitely movies, video games, music. Yeah, it
1: just it has a you know it'll have a future calendar of mm-hmm. future releases, and that's a way um, for me to catch a lot of uh, sort of the current popular things that I may not listen to myself and mm-hmm. be aware of, but should have in the collection because. In Metac-
0: popular, Metacritic's but, good too because yeah. they do a breakdown of like it, it's basically just taking like a pulling from a bunch of different critical resources, uh, critical sources. In sort of assigning it a number based off of like how like to review, well, it right? was reviewed, or so not, you get a yeah. good sense of like a general critical consensus on yeah. something.
1: So I, that is a great resource for that. I don't, yeah. I don't look at the critical, the ratings part mm-hmm. of that. I mostly look at it for the new releases, but I know mm-hmm. that it does. That's what it essentially is. It's like yeah. a Rotten Tomatoes,
0: right? Type thing. But the, yeah. that's just like not just for movies, or whatever. just for yeah. Movies. So then, what is like the I guess, so one question is like, what would be like the general breakdown for like, when you're buying, say for like next month, Mm -hmm. like what's the percentage, like
1: roughly of like world music versus like pop versus country? You know, I guess I've never really seen a pattern um, there. Um, I, I'm, I'm constantly reading reviews and getting updates from certain websites and blogs and record labels and whatnot. Um. I guess I haven't noticed if there's a certain month where there are more world music releases, mm. uh, you know, than another month. Or, I know summer is a, kind of a summer and then, you know, holiday time at the end of the year are slower months for new music. We might get fewer things that are released.
0: I know, like, personally, in the summer, yeah. I only listen to Summertime by DJ Jazz <laughs> and the Fresh Prince. And that's probably most <laughs> that's, people.
1: That's I guess, that's a great idea. Right? right? So, right? like,
0: you don't need new music. You just have that song in repeat. I think it's 30... That's this is thirty years old. I think. That's ninety two or ninety three. I forget. Oh wow! I should, I should know more. that. I'm so sorry. That's yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sprung that on me. But but yeah, I, that is what we listen to, and we'll be buying many more copies for yeah. our library
0: of that one. The now CD
1: single. Will Smith is relevant oh, again. That.
0: Yeah, yes, it's relevant <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> um, so, okay, so and then. The the sort of general process is you, you know, you're constantly kind of have your radar out for like, what's coming out new? Like, you're looking at review sites at blogs and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So then if there's, say there's something that you're kind of like, you don't know this album personally. Like, what's the genre? Like, do you listen to? I don't listen to blues myself. Okay.
1: But I, we have a, a small a decent blues collection. collection. Yeah. Sure.
0: So, if there's like a new blues like album coming out, like mm-hmm. what is your process of determining, like, oh, should I buy this or should I not buy this?
1: Um, it has to appear somewhere on my radar in yeah. some of these uh, websites and blogs. And um, we do have a librarian or uh, employee on staff mm-hmm. who, who recommends blues albums for me to buy. Oh, good. So, basically, so you'll find other staff members that maybe know that Just, genre. Like, I welcome her recommendations and yeah. we'll check them out if I haven't already. But Metacritic is good at covering. All, maybe not world music, but mm-hmm. the, all the other main popular genres. Yeah. So, um, even musicians I haven't heard of will come up and I'll say, oh, who's this? And I'll do some more research. and if, mm-hmm. if it's something, a blues, you know, blues album, that's great. Because mm-hmm. that, it's a fairly small collection of, that we have and yeah, we're yeah. happy to add to that. Um, I mean, a majority of the music we buy isn't new music, but reissued you know, older music um, is a great way to get some stuff, too. Not just, like, greatest hits, populations, yeah. but undiscovered stuff that is...
0: Well, definitely, you know, too. Like, in a genre like blues, I think, which is, like, there's probably not a huge amount of new stuff coming out. I mean, there is, but, like, it's kind of a genre that's a little bit rooted yeah, in the past. Sure. So there's probably a lot of, like, new new releases are going to be reissues
1: of older stuff. Yeah, we've recently got Lightning Hopkins album. Yeah. I can name you the current dudes. I know we just got some old. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Whiten Hopkins I was familiar with. And then the current, current guys, most not just guys, there's a current uh, blues guitarist uh, that someone asked me, it mm-hmm. was quite popular. And I can't think of her name at the moment, but um, yes, most, most, not just the blues, but a lot of, you know, it's fun to buy the older stuff. That's repackaged. Re-issued, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm always look there, there are so many, there are a number of websites um, just that just do that and record labels that yeah. just compile.
0: there was actually, I was stuff. going through this morning and kind of looking for some CDs to bring here, you know, because so we can talk about some recommendations yeah. later. One of them that I, I was going to recommend was oh. that uh Husker Do reissue from Numero Group. Yeah. Which like I really love. Like I think they're based out of Chicago. They do amazing label. Yeah, amazing label. they do these fantastic repackaging like reissues. and that one it's like almost entirely this gigantic booklet. Just and it's all their, the, you know, this very well-known punk band, but like their early, early, early recordings. stuff. A lot of it was has never been I released. I never been released. It might yeah. have
1: their very first live EP, I th- but yeah. then that's the era, and everything else comes yeah. stems from that. Stuff everything that, it's
0: like demo tapes and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and
1: yeah, beautiful packaging for those of us who like to hold the music in our hands, right? Um, which is you know definitely me. Um, and there are companies and record labels that make stuff. For us.
0: And that that label in particular too, like they are they're all over the map with like, you know, they do the like R and B stuff, yeah. they do world music, they do punk stuff.
1: It's yeah. we do have an, a number of uh
0: yeah, they're releases of in
1: our collection. Yeah. yeah it's like the yeah. yacht rock one yeah. <laughs> you know, some old blues yeah, there there's some blues stuff and then mm-hmm. the who's the could do punk. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, that's one great Record label that does reissues. There's there's another one that's actually based in um, Boston called Cultures of Soul, huh. which um, does a lot of Caribbean and South American um, funk, funk jazz, blues mm. stuff from the like 70s and 80s. Mm. Which you wouldn't necessarily be hunting down anywhere. They kind of uh, surprise you with cool stuff. Oh, they do they do African stuff, uh, world music stuff too. Like mm-hmm. music, but African funk um and blues and whatnot and they're based in boston a friend of mine from college um actually I, I was browsing through a release we just got about roots reggae and apparently in the 80s reggae was huge in boston mm. it was the scene for this resurgence of reggae music and uh, we bought up this record label released an album of these bands in that era in that scene and the uh, compiler and author of the liner notes album was someone I went to college with Is a music journalist. And, um, I had no idea about him or, or this, this specific scene. And, yeah, and it was yeah. awesome. And it was great to add it to the collection. You know, I listened to it myself. I'm a casual reggae fan, but this, you know, this was very accessible mm-hmm. kind of thing for anyone who wanted to listen to a new genre or listen to some local music that you don't really think of Boston. As being local, or, yeah. yeah.
0: I know that at one point in time we had a CD that was like uh, reggae specifically from Martha's Vineyard. And I think okay. I listened to it and I was, I was reading about it. And apparently there, there was maybe still a thing of a lot of Jamaican immigrants would go to Martha's Vineyard and like work there in the summers. And therefore they brought their culture, they brought their music. And I wonder if that sort of spread into Boston. Sense. Maybe has something and to do with
1: I that. did read, it might might be in those liner notes in the history. Yeah. And, uh, I don't
0: remember yeah. the details for sure. But we used to have a yeah. really good CD in the collection too that was like Canadian reggae. Like a similar story. It was like a, a Jamaican immigrant community. It was a label I think called Summer Records okay. that did like good reggae that was all Canadian based in the 70s. Nice, no way. Um, I think it, that was one that I'm for. Oh, that's, okay. a good, that's a good segue to like Weeding the collection, uh, the, the yeah. sad thing we don't always want yeah, to talk about. I don't about. think we have that CD in the collection I don't anymore, think we but, do,
1: yeah. Um, you know, we do for, for space, <laughs> for reasons of space, yeah. and, and and to keep things up to date and mm-hmm. fresh and try not to have old, broken, gross CDs. We do the same for books. You know, we occasionally go through the collection. First we'll see how often a CD has been checked out, when was the last time it went out, does anybody else in the, the you know consortium own this CD? Is this considered a classic? Mm-hmm. You know that we have to consider all these things yeah. um, with how how we before we get rid of them. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, some sometimes it's newer things I've bought within just a few years. It feels New like yesterday back. that I've bought. That's like oh no, only two it's checked out two times. Mm-hmm. You know, not just to me, but to the public too. And uh, but there's really no no reason to keep it. in mm-hmm. if you know, if it's something that just passes people by, you yeah, know? Yeah. it happens. And people are, you know, listening to CDs less and less these days. We, we still have good circulation statistics with our music collection, but, but it's less than it used to be. Yeah, sure.
0: I mean, I think the interesting thing, you know, when I think about this in terms of people like going to streaming services and all that, I do think that like the people who are still holding on to CDs and listening to like physical media probably are like, huge music fans and therefore probably more likely looking for more more obscure stuff Mm -hmm. like they're not necessarily looking for like the newest most popular thing which is probably going to be on streaming services so it's interesting because then it does allow for some space for us to order like for you to order a lot of more obscure just have to order the new
1: popular like
0: it used to be back in the day when you would have to get like five copies exactly of the biggest newest thing and now like. I'm trying to even think of what would be an example. Um, I've bought two
1: copies in the last few years of, say, Adele, Lady, Lady see, Gaga. Like the new Adele album or um, yeah. And uh, Lizzo was okay. really popular. And she then uh, while, they'd yeah. go out for a little while and yeah. then stop. Um, I anticipated, and this is actually, we're going to talk about some of our favorite new music. Mm-hmm. Um, and and surprisingly, so I'm not into the huge popular commercial stuff, but um, The Weeknd, Canadian mm-hmm. um, musician, who did the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, this is famous for, him. um, he has a new album. I bought two copies of this one. I think mm-hmm. they're popular. Yeah. Very quickly it was, but it's, it's a fantastic album. It mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, on purpose that it's come right from the eighties. Yeah. It's like a Michael Jackson sound thing. And, uh, it's a lot of synthesizers and the yeah. concept album. And it's got these guests on it that, uh, do these talk, speaking interludes, Jim Carrey, apparently they Hmm. They have a connection with their being Canadian, oh, right? okay. and I think they live near each okay. other okay. And in he LA. They all know each other. other yeah, yeah. yeah. they of. they did mention that in interviews that they like the. Cana- we can ask Jim Carrey to be on his album. they okay. were neighbors in LA. Does he do like the Ace Ventura voice? No, one? I <laughs> wouldn't have recognized it. He's yeah. he's a great speaking voice. He I had no voice, idea yeah. it was him. It's kind of a serious huh. role. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, that was one of my recommendations that I you know don't know this weekend's older stuff that much, but this yeah. new album is surprised me with how fantastic We
0: it did have at one point in the collection, it was like, I think his first three like demo albums. And that was
1: what broke him off. Yeah. They, yeah.
0: I think, because I think initially he was writing for other people and these were like being shopped around to different producers or something like that. Yeah,
1: that up. was really good. It sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, it was like a three disc yeah. type thing. I don't know if we still have it or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. I know we've had a bunch of his older stuff. I'm not sure if we have that. One yeah.
0: But, I guess something we should mention, too, in terms of if we're talking about, like, physical media versus streaming services and all that is um, a couple of years ago, we purchased a vinyl collection. Um, partially, I think it was because in our library of things, we have, uh, like, a record player that circulates. Um, and part of the idea was that was if it's somebody who doesn't, like, I think some people who are going to check out a record player are people who, like, have a vinyl collection they haven't touched in years and they don't have an active like working record player and they want to listen to some stuff but i think some other people are people who are kind of like vinyl curious about like playing vinyl so it just felt like we should have some in the collection if we're going to circulate a record player
1: there were a few libraries in the in the state or the region but not very few
0: I think there's very few that are there any that still have an I old I see collection?
1: Arlington, Okay, listed, That's right, yeah. Uh, uh, having a vinyl collection that they lend out still. I have never borrowed one myself. But and it
0: tends to be old, like stuff they've stuff had forever, from right? the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there are a few that I think last time we checked that it started newer
1: collections that yeah, like we I forget where it was, but there yeah, were a couple. Okay northeast here
0: so at this point like how many like how many did we buy
1: we bought 25 or
0: 30 25 or 30 yeah and i was just over there today and it looks like there's probably like six or seven on the shelf so they're out there are number that that are broken broken. and can't really
1: be fixed (laughs) yeah but but there yeah we still have a bunch that are circulating yeah the collection came about like and was completed right before COVID yeah. happened. So that sort of put a damper. Yeah. You know, it was like barley, immediately before. Very, yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. So they just sat for a long time, um, but it's still there and maybe we'll buy some more. But it's a good mix of classic and new
0: yeah. stuff. You uh, know, just and a starter
1: collection kind of.
0: Helping out with that and trying to go through and think of like, you know, you don't want to lean too heavily on, like, new stuff, and you don't want to just do,
1: like, classic rock or whatever, so you sort of have to find a good in-between on that. Yeah, I love doing music research and making lists, and that was yeah. that was what we did for that. Yeah, what's, and, that
0: is a good point, too. What's kind of hard with the records, like CDs, if they come back scratched or whatever, we do have a machine where we can, like, resurface them. Or if, like, the packaging is damaged, we can. there's ways we can repackage it. Uh, but with like the vinyl records, if they come back scratched, um,
1: or broken, there's like that's not it. Much we can do. Yeah, yeah. If somebody
0: leaves it in their car and it melts. Yeah, like, they're,
1: they're melt, they're warped, or yeah, something. yeah.
0: It's that's that is unfortunate. They do they generally cost more than CDs. They you, do, right? they yeah. Sure do. So it's it's tough. Like we do want to have them in the collection, but it's I, I guess there's things that we weren't thinking about when we purchased when we initially did this too. Yeah. That
1: but you know these online they're there. You know, yeah, it's and, good uh, to have them there. Come check them out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, that's a good t- place too to sort of plug library things. In addition to having a record player, um, we do have tangentially related to this. Um, we do have a guitar that circulates. We do have a couple of ukuleles that circulate. So if people do want to, uh, you know, make their own music, um, that's a possibility for that. You can take those things out, try them out, see if you like them. And, and if so, maybe buy your own or don't. I don't know. Um, something too that's in the library of things we should mention is we do have a couple like digitization pieces, I think. Um, so there's, I know at least one that circulates that is for digitizing uh, cassettes to a digital format, um, which is extremely popular. I, I believe we have two or three of them that circulate and they're kind of constantly out. Um, and then also we do have at the reference, in house at the reference department, we have the ability to digitize from cassette. To a digital format and also from vinyl or CD to a digital format. I don't think anybody's used CDs yet. Yeah, I, I don't know why you, you do that. It. But I guess if you just wanted it on as like an MP3. Sure. But so the possibility of like taking a vinyl record, digitizing it, making it an MP3. Um, if you do want to do that, you can come into the reference department. We can help you with that.
1: It's a great resource.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and then I guess one other thing to a couple other things we want to throw out there. Um, there's Naxos music library.
1: Yeah.
0: Which you want to talk about that? A little bit, Jesse? Um,
1: it's this just gigantic database, um, that we have here at the library. It, it, it contains mostly uh, thousands and thousands of classical recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it also for, you know, my, my genres that I cover, uh, it has jazz and world music as well. Um, Popular stuff, obscure stuff. You know, just need a library card, yeah. and uh, you have access to streaming. I'm not sure if you can download. stuff. Yeah, I, I think know. it's just streaming. I think
0: it's just streaming. They do have a really nice app associated. I think it's individual apps, if I remember correctly, for the for like the the classical and for the jazz and for the world stuff. Um, so, but and there may be a capability of like temporarily downloading stuff, but I'm not sure. But for streaming, yeah, they're, they're fantastic, fantastic
1: resources. Yeah.
0: So you can access that from our website um, or, again, any with the reference desk
1: can help Yeah. Another database we've had for some time, I think it was the first one of its kind that we had here, is called Freegal, um, where they have popular and obscure albums of all genres um, mm. that you can download and stream, um, stream and download that. And that's a wonderful take a look. You'd find, you'd be surprised... Uh, what's in there. So some, sometimes there are releases in there that have never been pressed on anything but vinyl. Mm. Um, Do you have like a, uh, an example of some completely obscure I, weird thing you found? I there? just saw one yesterday. Some complete, I was searching for a band and ended up with uh, an, not the band with that name, but an album <laughs> with that name unrelated. But mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this looks cool. This looks eighties. What is it? And some Norwegian synth pop duo from the late eighties, um and the Fregel had added these bonus tracks. Like that's a, you know, when you reissue something these days, you better have something extra mm-hmm. on there as sort of the reason to buy it. Um, besides maybe a remastering of sounding better, but it has extra stuff. Had these things and I looked and there was no C D release of wow. of this, but but Friegel had added I don't know, I don't know copyright issue, I don't know how that sure. works, but there was no C D release of this band's um, the issue, you know, CD back in nineteen ninety, but right. not the issue. But uh, this people they put together their own collection the with tracks. extra tracks huh. and stuff. So what if it's really like cool. a like a
0: European release or something, maybe, I mean,
1: or I, like I a, really yeah. don't know. That's interesting. But that happens, but there's some yeah, there's some great stuff. think you can download with the library card. You can download five um, or an Andover. No, is it an Andover or is it MVLc?
0: It's
1: uh, it just an Andover. I think it's an Andover. I mean. an Andover some other li- libraries might have it, but yeah, yeah, for Andover patrons, you can. I think you can stream three hours of music a day and download five tracks per week. Five tracks per week. Per week. And so when you download them, like you get to keep you them. You keep that's them. Yeah, your yeah. your
0: MP3 or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's cool. <laughs> Definitely um, a good thing for people who want to want to download stuff and, and have it in their their own collection. Um. Yeah, I guess like a, another thing. So we you know we both brought some like. Uh, suggestions or things we've been listening to lately that we think are cool. Um, why don't you? Yeah, I talked
1: about the weekend. Why don't you? talk Oh, about okay. Ones?
0: Yeah. Um, so an album that okay, we don't have this in the collection. We do have. You should buy it. Um, should it? So the band is called Hooray for the Riff Raff.
1: Um, uh, I, we used to have. We have their album. previous album, oh, okay,
0: which is really we don't good have too. the newest one. Yeah,
1: which sorry, back again to sometimes in choosing how to, mm. what to purchase. Her, her previous albums, right? It is, it is of her. It's go by they, they go by, the do, do they go by the, Okay, but yeah. it's a,
0: it's like an individual, individual with in a, a band yeah.
1: that kind of formed yes. around the individual. Okay. Yeah, got it. Um, We've had previous albums by that band and, you know, they, they don't get checked out. They didn't get yeah. checked out very much. Yeah. So, and I remembered buying that one. It's been, not that long.
0: So the previous one is called The Navigator. It's really good. Um, it's interesting because this this is an artist who like kind of came out of like folk and blues kind of stuff. I think based out of New Orleans. And then on that last record, The Navigator, it it their music sort of became more like rock influenced. It kind of has like a almost like a Pretenders kind of vibe or something like sort of seventies rock. Um, and then the new one is called Life on Earth. Um, it's I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's got like, it's rooted in like sort of folk, but it has a lot of sort of like synthesizer textures. Um, It's still got a kind of like ragged kind of vibe to it in a lot of ways. Um, It's sort of talking about like a post climate apocalypse kind of world, but in these really beautiful terms. Um, It's fantastic. It's probably the best album I've heard this year. Uh, The library has a copy (laughs) of it and we don't. If you're recommending it. um, Yeah. That's
1: all I need, you know, the public's welcome to make suggestions yeah. anytime they can email us, talk to a librarian at the reference desk. Um, I'm always happy to, to hear suggestions and if it's available um, and I can, you know, if it's e- easily accessible to buy um, chances are I will yeah. even if it's, even if it's older. Yeah. You know, so, so what you do mean, you have on? Yeah. On list um, there. One of my favorite current bands for 12 years, this English band called white lies, and uh, I was a fan right from the beginning. They did have some good promotion. They must have, I don't remember what record label they were on, but they were teenagers. And, um, you know, their, their sound wasn't anything unique. They sound like uh, late 70s, early 80s, you know, Joy Division, post-punk, goth mix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of synthesizers and heavy bass and, and you know, deep deep voice kind of mm-hmm. singer. mm um, and they they're fantastic, and I've just been following them for years now. And they have a new album; it's their sixth album. It's called uh, "As I Try Not to Fall Apart." And you know, their previous album was actually their, one of their first disappointments to me. Anyway, they didn't; there was just a, some filler and some boring songs on the last album. But this one um, picks right up where they're you know back to another another great one. Um, and their album uh, this morning i don't know, it was still sitting on the shelf i had All gone right. out a few times but it's here now and at some point they'll be finished touring england and europe and they'll be over here again haven't been here in some time for some reason so mm. yeah but that's cool the bands are starting to tour regularly
0: yeah so, yeah it's getting back to it so right I love,
1: love this band and this new album's great
0: um so i'm gonna go with another really good one from this year that we do have um the band is called Turnstile and the album's called Glow On. Uh, I know that's been getting a lot of like, sort of like, you know, it's probably going to be on the end of the year. Was it from last year? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it, last it was year, right? from last year. It was on a lot of like the best of
1: the list. Yeah. The best, yeah. Crazy uh, have you listened to? Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's catchy. It's it's interesting.
0: It's interesting because they're they're essentially like a hardcore punk band and they're sort of pushing at the edges of what that genre is and what it does in a lot of ways that there's just all kinds of different sounds in there. I think they started out as a more sort of traditional hardcore band and they just sort of expanded their sound, which often can be a bad thing, but I feel like they did it in really interesting ways that it just really works. Like there's come some kind of shoegazy kind of stuff in there, but in a good way. Like that, that can be a bad thing too, depending on what you're into. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been getting a lot of good press. Yeah, it is
1: a great album. Really and um, I didn't buy it for the longest time because it was back-ordered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only kind of negative thing about this place where we buy CDs. You know, sometimes the newest things are not available right away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I bought a previous album by Turnstile mm-hmm. a few years ago, yeah. and, and it got weeded recently because yeah. it never got checked out. But did, and did buy the new CD, and then it ended up there were enough holds on it that other libraries finally bought a few I'm more copies. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. yeah. I noticed great. I was looking for it this morning, and it's checked out. So,
1: yeah. yeah, our copy has been out for a while. That's great, um, yeah. And, but it can still be, you know, still be requested and another library has it. So we, we you know, we actually send, when there are popular items, when, when a CD, I mean, it works for books or DVDs too, um, say, we're the only library that has bought this item, but then multiple, there are multiple holds that appear on, you know, it, it, that info is shared with all the libraries in the region and we try to have, you know, the other libraries try to buy we hope, and it happens. Will they'll get more copies of this popular item, fill mm-hmm. the holds faster? Yeah, and, just so people can get that, that item. And sometimes there quicker. are things you wouldn't never expect to blow up, yeah. be popular. There, they been on uh, the, a new band is played on a talk show, or they're uh, you know on some. Yeah, they're on like NPR or something.
0: Or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> they're on TikTok. Yeah. All those TikTok kids listen to CDs.
1: So, for whatever reason that, that does happen often, and that's actually yeah. really really cool. When uh, something that you think is maybe kind of abstract and mm-hmm. you know become ends up being pretty popular. Yeah, so yeah, cool. What else? I what else? You obscure, got? And abstract. Um, another band that has been around a long time, over thirty years. Newest album, and uh, I'm a big fan of heavy metal and death metal and extreme metal in general. And I've added a number of bands and albums of that genre to the collection since i started and, and then they check out somebody yeah. somebody likes them so thank you um this new this one is a new york death metal band named immolation they've been around forever they just released their like 13th album and it's it's one of their best band that just keeps getting better and better i mean yeah, their albums all sort of sound the same, but uh, mm. just the new album is fresh, called uh, "Acts of God." And if you've never heard death metal music before, but have heard of it, yeah, it would be—I guess—it would be an appropriate place to start. Mm, you okay. know, it's it's heavy. The singer growls, and That's there's the just vibe. lots of awesome guitar work and drumming mm-hmm. is the main um, huge part of that sound. Mm. And that one's checked out right now, but. We can, and I, I would love to buy more of their albums for for the collection, but they're they're harder to find.
0: So if the our, general public uh, the comes in and just demands more emulation, oh, I'll find a way. you will get some more. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, another one that I have, another classic, uh, is the Bad Brains. Um, I'm trying to, what's the name of the album? The, 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 the Rick Kasich producing the, uh, rock for light, rock for light, rock for light. Okay. Second album. Yeah. So I will say I'm more of a fan of the first album, which we had. And I believe was never returned. Never returned. At one point. I it's that so good that ago. nobody brought it
1: back. Yeah, it's exactly. that Um, the for funny. anybody
0: who doesn't know, they were like a, um, DC and then New York based, uh, kind of like the first hardcore band. So this is like when punk rock just started speeding up to the point that, uh, it was insanely fast. Um, But they were really cool because they initially, prior to being a punk band, they were like a sort of progressive reggae, progressive rock slash reggae type band. Um, And then they sort of melded that with this hardcore punk sound that they were creating. So just like extremely talented musicians playing this really fast, complicated music. And then it would just go into breaks of like straight up reggae music, kind of like fluidly. Um, really amazing. So the the one that we do have, Rock for Light, it's kind of the same songs from their first album, but then redone in a studio with Rick Ocasek from the Cars. He's a huge producer, and it works. Like it works really well. Um, it's I prefer like the kind of raw sound of the original recordings, but these are still just like the best songs that they ever did. Probably the most representative, maybe like hardcore punk
1: album you That's could absolutely. find it's yeah it's just fantastic there's a movie 15 years of american hardcore I think yeah the it, right yeah, and I think, uh, the, the main conclusion that everyone interviewed in this movie came to at the end was like bad brains were yeah. the hardcore the you know their first album was the best
0: yeah uh, it sort of created the whole sub-genre and it was kind of the most representative best one of the subgenre. Yeah. although then you have bands now like turnstile they were kind of again like Pushing. I mean, it's funny because like that was a genre that started with the Bad Brains, which was a very kind of like band doing interesting things. Then the music just it got very kind of rigid in a lot of ways where a lot of bands were sounding the same. And now you have these kind of younger, newer bands that are kind of like, again, pushing at the edges of what this music can be. Yeah.
1: So that's cool. Always really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this amazing guitarist songwriter... From the '80s, uh, Johnny Marr—he was the guitarist in the Smiths. You know, Morrissey Marr um, collaboration. He, in the last oh, ten years or so, has has a new band that he sings and plays guitar in um, the Messengers. And the, he just released his fourth album. It's all recorded during COVID, mm-hmm. and it's pretty sprawling. He released them originally as like four four track EPs his band, Camper, on his Bandcamp or on seven inch i don't know but, mm-hmm. um so they're all in one cd and it's uh it took me by surprise you know i was a casual fan of his solo stuff huge fan of the smiths the guy is a brilliant musician and player um but this this new album this fourth album from johnny marr and the messengers um called fever dreams part one to four is uh, blew me away mm-hmm. fantastic what um, does his solo music sound like I'm uh, not, I'm not i mean, am not with it, 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 it this one sounds, I think, on purpose sounds more 80s-y. Not mm-hmm. like Smith's 80s-y, but okay. new wave 80s Oh, okay. Um, With keyboards? Yeah, there are some stuff. keyboards in yeah. it, but, but his first two albums were kind of straight ahead. just melodic, but, you know, indie rock. And mm-hmm. he, he's a nice voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it Doesn't sound a thing like Morrissey, but he's got a very nice nice voice. In this, mm-hmm. But this new album really kind of took, took it to a new level. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic playing and sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He yeah. was in
0: Modest Mouse for a little while. That's right. He, was, he was, was like a side man, co
1: writer, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he played, I think he played guitar with him too. Yes, like it it yes. Him yeah. Modest Mouse, and then there was the Cribs. Was that the name of the band? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think does sound there's right. There's two bands from that same era that have similar names, and I confuse if it, no, it's the band he played. I, if it's the Cribs, I think right. if it wasn't the Cribs, it was a similar Something sounding band, similar then I could look that. it up and find it out. And he, was, yeah, he did the same thing with modest Mm -hmm.
0: mouse. uh yeah okay this is another one that we don't have in the collection it just came out um we should definitely buy a copy of it i think it's gonna get like a lot of interest uh it's this band called soul glow from philadelphia they are also like a hardcore punk band that's also kind of pushing at the edges of what the genre is but in a very different way than turnstile this is like very loud aggressive stuff Um, But it kind of delves its way into like, there's some real hip hop influence in there. There's some kind of industrial music kind of stuff in there. Um, It's very kind of like uh, overtly political. Uh, It's, I think the most of the band are are like young black men. Um, So it's about the experience of being uh, like a young black man in America. Um, It's, yeah, it's, it's probably like you said with like the immolation album. Like, it's maybe not if you you're not familiar with the genre of like hardcore punk, maybe not like the best entry point to it. Um, but it's the most interesting thing that's going on in that that, that I know of right now. Um, so yeah, it's really really good. Uh, definitely worth getting. It,
1: it is in my cart oh, to cool. purchase. Nice. Um, it's it's back ordered, yeah. and it's the end of the fiscal year. Well, the, you know, business people. <laughs> um, so I, I have to. There's a different way to wrap up my, my spending. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I plan on buying the album um, yeah. soon. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it too. Cool. Yeah. Um, my cool. last one here, um, it's not a new one. It's the 20th anniversary. You know, now it's the 21st anniversary. This one came out last year. Um, 20th anniversary of this Canadian punk metal band, Propagandis, uh, third album called Today's Empires, Tomorrow's Ashes. Um, it wasn't just a reissue. They actually and I, I usually usually hate when bands do this, but they they remixed the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the lead guy was not thrilled with how it was mixed in mm-hmm. the end. I guess I mean, he usually had full control over most of their music and everything, but for whatever reason, um, he was never happy. I mean, it's a great album, the original, but he has actually remixed it, and it sounds like a different album. I mean, it's still the same album, <laughs> but it's a different album. It sounds mm-hmm. it sounds different i cannot say better um it wasn't necessarily remastered but it's, there's just some guitar or drum tracks that are that are that sound a little different yeah
0: because generally like when you're remixing true. you're just putting like you know oh this guitar is kind of low in the mix mm-hmm. so i'm going to put it higher in the mix or i'm
1: going to you yeah. know so it it stands out as almost a new album yeah uh, anyway huh. but it would be a great place to start you like your your you know your punk, a little metal, your metal, a little punk. Mm-hmm. With some really intelligent, uh, philosophic lyrics, mm-hmm. philosophical lyrics in there. And you can understand what he's saying most of the time. So, geez, it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. So, that's recommended. We have that sitting on the shelf.
0: So, I'm realizing like all, almost all of our recommendations kind of like leaned on other than the weekend, <laughs>
1: it's almost all like punk, metal,
0: hardcore, aggressive music. Um, so can you think off top of your head just something in, a, in another genre that doesn't have to
1: be recent, something you recommend? Oh, well, I mean, the when you, talk, when you say world music to someone, I mean, yeah. the first, I, mean, I didn't, I'd never heard of him until I started working here, um, just browsing through our extensive world music collection. Uh, Fela Kuti, a Nigerian musician, around from the 60s to the 90s, much defines To many, what world music is, and it's not, you know, it. it, He sounds like a James Brown type funk jazz mix uh, big band um, with, and he sings mostly in English. Actually, I mean, he sings in Yoruba too a little bit, um, but that. So we have a few of his albums, you know, there's been extensive reissues of his albums. It's 35 years since he died. Um, and there was a great musical on Broadway. It was oh, right. Off Broadway. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. A few years ago, that was fantastic about his life and his music. And It's an interesting dude and his music is awesome. Hmm. And we've got a few CDs of his cool. in our world
0: music. I'm going to throw in a world music one too, which I'm pretty sure we have in the collection, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, it's a album by Willie Colon called Cosa Nuestra. Um, it's it's a salsa music album. Um, I really love like early salsa. Um, it's interesting that it's a genre that's, you know, we think of it as like a Latin American genre, but it's, it's technically an American genre because it started in New York um, in the late 60s, kind of early 70s. So this is, uh, Willie Colon, uh, is, was a, is a Puerto Rican guy. Uh, and the singer on the album is Hector Lavoe, who was a very famous, uh, salsa singer. I think this is the first album he sang on. Uh, but really fantastic. It's probably a good entry point if you're into, interested in, uh, kind of like classic salsa stuff. Um, it's always fascinating to me that like that stuff was happening at the same time as in New York is like disco and punk. And like new wave, or right? it was all just kind of happening in the same kind of. Right. There was a book in the collection, I think, that we, uh, I don't know if we still have it. A few years ago, we had it. Um, that was sort of about that. It was going day by day of like New York in the, I don't know what the time period was, maybe like 75 oh, to cool. 79. And just talking about like all the different musical arts. Also, hip hop was like oh, right. starting, like of just these huge, like influential genres, like all happening in different parts of the city all at once. Um, so,
1: yeah, that sounds like a really cool book. There, there, it was, there was a little dry, yeah, honestly, well, but it was interesting information, yeah, though. Yeah. It was a, a similar one that I think we still own on, on post-punk, you know, England in the early 80s, mm-hmm. the post-punk diary, you know, that really goes day by day for yeah, years on, like, what wow. bands were forming or starting or re- rehearsing and mm-hmm. recording. And it's really extensive.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's That's really a whole other thing. It's, like, yeah. music books that we have in the collection. We do have a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's for another podcast maybe though. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a pretty good, did a pretty good job of uh, going over our music collection. So if you are listening and you do, like Jesse said, if you have any suggestions on things that you think we should have in the collection, you could certainly, um, email us at ourdesk at mhl.org. Um, and that will get its way to Jesse. There's also a purchase suggestion forum on our website, which is Typically, uh, people use it for books, but you could certainly put in CD suggestions there. Um, Yeah, and in terms of the podcast, you obviously found us somehow, so I don't necessarily tell you how to find us. But just in case, uh, you can find all of our episodes at mhl.org slash podcasts. Uh, We're available on Stitcher, on Spotify, and all the regular podcast places. Uh, You can find our podcast on Vimeo if you're weird and like to watch a blank screen while you listen to it. (laughs) That's where I like to listen, but, um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.